What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. I am the Slow Chemical. This is I See Things a Little Differently. And we are here for the Monday show. Um, program note. I know we talked a couple months ago about how I, I already recorded um, July's match of the month and August match of the month. I'm going to do a little change up in honor of John Cena's return. I'm going to do a John Cena match of the month. Spoiler alert. I have not decided on what match that will be. I'm actually going to do some research this weekend and uh figure out which match i want that to be um i just think it'll be cool you know and 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 that's the one thing i always like about the match of the month like i always try to find a way to fit it into um what was going on at the time i got away from it because i actually had a for a few months and you guys probably noticed just didn't say anything or probably didn't notice who knows um I would have like a brain fart when it came to the match of the month. I just was picking random stuff and I was like, I don't know what to choose. But also at the same time, I'm trying to be fair to the new listeners as well as the old listeners. And I'm trying to make it to where the old listeners haven't heard me talk about the same matches, if that makes any sense. At the same time, there may be some overlap because I don't remember every match of the month. Um, but we're going to talk about John Cena match. And he has so many of them from his U.S. title uh open to any big match he's had so just a spoiler alert on that program note on that um this wednesday we will talk about the titan season three trailer i am excited to talk about it as i said look in the archives we did a review on titan seasons one and two already i will watch season three and i wasn't gonna actually watch the suicide squad i actually have no interest in it but actually my sister has hbo max and i use it sometimes and so um, I realized, oh, Suicide Squad will be on HBO Max. So I will watch that. We will do a review on that. Um, I will try to have Jonathan Astor on again at some point to talk about his final thoughts on Loki. I actually have my final thoughts now. Um, but I'll, I'll hold off on it. We'll figure it out. But this is your wrestling show. I am super excited. A great week in wrestling. Um, a fun week in wrestling. It feels like... We are at, we're getting to a fever pitch and um, a lot of good stuff is happening. These companies are pulling out the, 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 the big guns for their turn of fans. And you have to, you, you can't sit here and have the excuses of, well, these ratings are this, or this is this because of the pandemic. Yes, we're still in the middle of a pandemic, but my God, um, we have fans back and they're going to, they're going to speak their minds. They've been thirsting for it just as much as. Um, just as much as they have, you know, and that's why we will not do the same thing here. We'll not be missionary position <laughs> here. So anyways, let's delve. Should we get into the big news of the week or hmm. let's just get right to the big news of the week. We could do the review parts later. So obviously big news of the week, punk C M punk. Brian Danielson looked to be AEW bound, and I am surprised by Daniel by Brian Danielson not CM Punk. Follow me for a second. As of this recording, in my opinion, I think they're both signed. I truly think they're both signed. Um, even though Punk went on Twitter, and I don't have Twitter, but someone sent me this, and I immediately just got triggered, which I thought was funny. I, I didn't get tr- yeah, I got triggered. <laughs> He was like, I'm not coming back, so fuck off. Yeah, okay, dude. You're no one believes you, dude. You always you've always said you would come back for a huge bag of money. 
and for new opportunities. AEW presents the brand new opportunities. Like for those of you who didn't think he didn't wrestle John Moxley or or uh, Roman, he wrestled all those people already. He did. AEW has so many people he has not wrestled. Can you imagine Punk and Pac? Punk and Penta, Punk and Ray Phoenix, Punk and Sammy Guevara, Punk and Jungle Boy, Punk and Luchasaurus, you know, who, who, Punk and Hangman Adam Page, I mean, Punk and Darby Allen for God's sakes, I mean, these are nothing but new opportunities, and he can branch out to work with Impact people, New Japan, ROH, you know, I mean, so yeah, we don't believe you, you need more people. Um, quote the Jay-Z there. Um, but to me, this changes the landscape and I don't think that's over-dramatizing it. I don't think that's, uh, um, I don't think that's overkill. I just think that's freaking facts. They sign these two, it changes the landscape because at this point now you have people, you know, first of all, it'll be their, their two biggest free agent signings ever. Um, in my opinion, um, by say it changes the landscape, because then you'll take someone like Brian Danielson, who's in the prime of his career, and now he is he made it clear last year when it's when he, he's been open by his contract, he said, I want to work at New Japan. I want to do so many different things because this is the, the last big contract I'm gonna sign before I just go off and be a dad. Which there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. You know? But AEW just, just can offer things that WWE cannot offer. You know, even if you can say, yeah, well, they 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 had the evolve thing going. That's cool. It's one thing to have that. It's another thing to be able to main event a Tokyo Dome show. You know, it's another thing to just be able to tra- really travel the world and wrestle different people and have some creative freedom. Brian has had a ton of creative freedom, in my opinion, since last year in that Intercontinental Title Tournament. And I think he's pretty much had control of his character since then. Enough control, at least, as much as you can in that company. But I just feel like having real freedom, and Brian doesn't care. You can tell he doesn't care if he wins or loses. He just wants it to make sense. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like this would change the landscape because it would, it would also show other people that, hey, and some people dream of WrestleMania, going to WrestleMania, and that's fine. But there are some people, and I've worked around some of them, that d- do not have that dream. They realistically have a dream of just being at sold-out shows, and and that's where and that's why they're happy. Look at the Briscoes for Christ's sake. Look at Jay Lethal. These are people who, have, at, at one point in time, WWE did want Jay Lethal, and he turned them down to go back, back to ROH. You know, so like to me, some people just don't have that dream, and I think. With everything they've done in WWE, they're clearly WWE Hall of Famers. They're pro wrestling Hall of Famers. What else is there to do but go off and just be great and continue to be great at what they do? Um, there's more evidence to Brian than obviously Punk. Um, because Brian, he is not on any merchandises. Apparently, he's been uh, removed from WWE 2K22. Um, and here's the thing that's funny. Now, I think about I just I thought about this. And this I haven't heard anyone talking about this. Most of these wrestlers that have good relationships with Vince McMahon, which obviously Brian does, they always call Vince. If you've noticed in all their stories, I call Vince and told him I'm signing. So he already knew. So if all these reports are coming out that Brian's down on any merchandise or this, that, and the third, it's because he's already called Vince and told Vince, yeah, dude, I'm not re-signing. You know? uh, apparently, talk started at the very beginning of the summer, um, June, 
And so I'm pretty sure once Brian realized, oh, I can get what I want out of this. Cool. Hey, Vince, I'm not coming back. I, I had this other opportunity. I can't turn it down. So that's why I, that's, I think it's the thing we forget to those breadcrumbs. You know, most people who leave and, and their contracts expire, especially John Moxley's expired. Mark Henry's expired. Paul White's expired. Daniel Bryan's expired. Daniel Bryan was just one of the few people that just worked until the day he is expired. I want to say... Did Moxley work until the day his contract was expired? I don't think he did. I think he had like a, a month left because he wasn't on his last WrestleMania card. So I want to say he had like a month left and whatever. Brian, I think, worked until a day after his contract actually expired. So it's more proof to Brian. And also the rumor is that Daniel Bryan is going to show up at the Madison, that's Madison, the New York show, the Archer Ash Stadium show. First of all, that place is going to be the biggest crowd AEW's ever had. That place is going to freaking melt. Second of all, it would be a crime three to five years when since they've signed Punk, I fully believe they signed both of these guys, to not have him come out. And I don't even think you need to have him come out in a battle roar. I wouldn't even have him wrestle. I just think you have I see that's a thing that kind of ruins what I what I think is gonna happen. I know some people are floating the idea of Hangman and Page actually losing again at all out. And then Omega stands tall, and then Punk comes out at the end. I don't like that idea. I actually think what you can actually do, personally, is if you don't want him touching anybody, Hangman wins. He's so, and you don't want to ruin Hangman's thing. That's a thing. That's so tough. But you don't want him have him come out so randomly. I don't know. To me, the only thing I can think of is, is, is Punk starting the show. You have Cult of Personality or whatever one of his songs is that they can buy. And he and he plays and that can get. Can you imagine if that starts off all out? That place would go freaking insane. I just don't think. I, I truly believe all out will be the culmination of of Omega losing that world championship. I think that's going to be the beginning of the end of the elite. If that makes any sense, as far as just them being on top. Um, I mean, you could have them lose. The impact would mean so much less at Revolution, though. I think it has to be at All Out. It, nothing has to be anywhere. I truly, I think it would be best if it happens at All Out. Um, but those two places are gonna, and you have to have a big, you have to have a big surprise or moment. Air quotes. I'm doing air quotes. You can't see me doing air quotes at this Arthur Ashe, Arthur Ashe Stadium. So I mean, but it's gonna make All Out even more must watch than it already is. I I usually don't watch it because I can't watch it live. I am gonna find a way to watch this thing freaking live. I was gonna go, then I changed my mind, and then tickets just went out on sale pre-sale, and then they sold out, and it's just nothing's really on the secondary market still. So it's real people buying these tickets. Um, but even then, honestly, have you seen those prices on the secondary markets? I could find a hooker for less, and it'll be a good one too. Um, so I don't know. We'll, we'll all figure itself out. But that was that's the big news of the, of the week. I fully believe. I know um, Figure Four Photos, who we had on the show, friend of the show. Um, I know he said that um, he uh, the, the CM Punk thing's like a dragon, and I I agree with that. But here's where I disagree with it. This not disagree. Here's where I differ in this situation. This feels different. Every other time, it just felt like we're we're starving for. Uh, content we're starting for news and this is and this will get us news this will get us whatever right this just feels different this feels like this is real this feels real to me i don't know why i i couldn't tell you i can't explain it to you 
but this just this just feels like and and some people uh i mean because i mean figure four photos talked and he said the landscape was already changing and maybe he's right maybe i'm just late to late, late, late to the party but you know you know what it could have probably started with malachi black him take taking that 30 days and saying fuck it i'm gonna go where i'm creative free creatively free and by the way him and cody have that match in two weeks on dynamite looking forward to that um it might have already started changing but this will definitely just no one's i'm not gonna sit here saying that WWE's done don't get that wrong. what i'm saying about changing the landscape is it will show other wrestlers that you can go to different um promotions and get what you want out of your career you know um so that's the big news of the week. Um, next up, Thunder Rosa they had a buyout of her contract. She officially signs with All Elite Wrestling. She's officially All Elite. So that's the person that's going to take the belt from Britt Baker. Should be no time soon. Keep those two away from each other. But so happy for Thunder Rosa. She worked her butt off during the pandemic. She was one of the stars in the pandemic. I am so happy to see her getting her due. Um, all respect to NWA. I believe she asked for a request for a release last year it was denied they knew what they had in her um and of course they want to make money off her um but now i remember snoop dogg when he dropped an album called the last meal he said this is the last time anyone's gonna eat 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 off me you know and that's what that's what this is that was, that's what that was for her so congratulations to thunder rosa since we're on aew let's talk about fire fest night two i was a little too harsh on my critique of of of, of one i think because uh I think when I hear these big names, I don't know why I expect, I have such high expectations because when I'm dating myself here, but when you had TBS and Clash of the Champions, they always just felt big, right? And I think with us just getting live fans back, it, it's something you get used to. I, I still watch this stuff on mute and I'm still getting used to things myself, you know, so that, that was an issue on compounded on another issue but that's neither here nor there but i was a little too harsh on it it was a good show this was a little lesser of a good show uh i believe this was more of a building block to get to fight for the fallen in two weeks from now and everything like that um but i still liked it i liked the archer versus john moxley match archer regains the u.s title to become a two-time u.s champion i think he's the only two-time u.s champion in history i was not surprised at the title change uh archer needed this win badly it's funny because um unrivaled uh wave seven came out the action figures my collectors in the crowd will know this um and i was telling figure four photos i was like the only person i want to get from this wave is nala rose the wave is nala rose the young bucks ftr and lance archer and i told him i was only getting nala rose i think i even said that on the show and when i went to go buy her I seen Lance Archer. I saw her. This is Wednesday morning, and I was like, uh. "I say, you know what? I'm just gonna get it, cause, cause I've always been a fan of Lance Archer, even though I haven't liked how they've done him here, but I've understood why he did him here. Like Cody should have been the first TNT champion. Miro should have beaten him. You know what I'm saying? Like I understood it, and so I ended up getting Nala Rose and Lance Archer from One Rival Seven, but um, this was a much needed win to me. John Moxley did all he could do to keep that U.S. title on TV. After he lost the AEW World Championship, he carried that thing around all the time. He he was the one fighting to defend it. You know, he's the one who brokered the deal with New Japan and AEW just to say, hey, man, this belt needs to be defended. So he did all he can do. It was time for him to move on. He had over a 500-day reign 
let Lance Archer do what he has to do. It was a great match, great battle. Um, I know he had to pull out of his match with uh, James Morrissey, a.k.a. former Big Cass, because he said he needed to heal up. I mean, those two beat the hell out of each other. But it was a good match. Um, next week will be the 10-man tag. It will be the Elite versus the Dark Order. The Dark Order wins. They get a World Tag Team Championship match and a World Heavyweight Championship match. We still have a few weeks away from All In, All Out, excuse me. I hope it doesn't become convoluted. I could see them losing this match for some reason to make his ascent harder. But man, dude, I hope they don't do that. I just hope they're because you can still build to it, man. It's just, it's it's all out season, you know. Not wrestling. It's all out season right now. We are building to all out. He needs to win. I just think Hangman's time has come. He needs to win this match. Dark Order needs to win this. Dark Order doesn't win tag team titles. They're not doing that. But Dark Order should win this match, in my opinion. And I think it should come down to someone costing the elite finally a match. You know, I just have a feeling in my stomach that it's not going to happen that way. And this is going to become convoluted to get to all out. But I'm, I'm hoping I'm, the hopium is in me strong that the Dark Order will win. Chavo Guerrero Jr. made his AEW debut at Andrade's new executive assistance. The Dark Order Pac is back. Dark Order came, excuse me, Dark Order. The Death Triangle came out. And this match, I am for. I don't care who you put in the ring with Andrade. Put all three of them in there. It could be a big orgy. I don't care. Give me this in my veins. I am so looking forward to this feud. Um, gives all three of them something to do. Um, this should be v- so much fun. Chavo got a great reception. I mean, he's a Guerrero. He's, I would say the second most famous Guerrero worldwide, um, uh, outside of Eddie, you know, um, but it's good to see him back on freaking television. That was awesome. Um, Britt Baker retained her talents, uh, Nyla Rose, but in the process, she did, I think, spring or break her wrist, but apparently she won't take any time off. Um, you can... Maneuver, you can work around that. She doesn't actually have to wrestle on TV every week. The one thing I will say about AEW is they're good with not making their guys wrestle every week. So she can probably take some time off to heal. And next time she'll have to wrestle is add all out. So uh, speedy recovery to Britt Baker. Jericho in the five labors of Jericho defeats Sean Spears. And even though Sean could use a chair, he lost. But then MJF brings out freaking Nick Gage, who's getting the biggest press of his life. He had the Dark Order. I mean, uh, the Dark Side of the Ring. I'm obsessed with Dark Order now. He had the Dark Side of the Ring. And then he has this in front of the biggest crowd he's ever been in front of. He's going to have his first primetime match ever, to my knowledge. Um, I will say this. If you're not a fan of death matches, I would suggest you not watch it next week. Uh, Painmaker versus Nick Gage. Um, but holy crap on a cracker, Batman. This is actually happening. I'm happy for Nick Gage. He's a he's a maniac, clearly. Um, but, you know, good for him. Persisting, keeping his... Uh, keeping his dreams alive. I can't be mad at someone for that. So Let's get into Raw. Keith Lee made his return. His glorious return in his air quotes hometown just to lose to Bobby Lashley in a WWE championship open match which a match he shouldn't have been in um very underwhelming stuff but what is even even more underwhelming but we saw coming is after lashley defeated keith lee 
He then was confronted by Goldberg, who said he was next. Somehow Goldberg has earned a WWE Championship match. Boo, boo, boo to this. But we saw it coming, so I can truly care less. Charlotte Flair. She was naming her title reigns, and WWE has taken away three world title reigns from her. So, <laughs> first of all, they ain't taking anything away from her. It's in their record books. It's just whatever. Second... Didn't we see this coming? Didn't I see this? Didn't I see this on Money in the Bank? Pre, uh, not preview, but uh, review show on Wednesday. Didn't I say she she wears out belt so much, she's gonna be cashed on the most. And now Charlotte Flair has the record for the shortest title reign with every single championship in women's history that is in her era. She was immediately cashed in on by Nikki Ash, who is the who is. A new, the new women's champion on Raw. Apparently, it was a make good or a congratulations to her from Vince for coming up with her own character. Um, but th- this was not surprising, you know. Like when they had to do something big, and B- Big E's not cashing in yet, and they had to do something big. Um, they 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 came a little too close. They 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 ruined the moment because before. Rhea did the pump panel slam at Nikki Ash's music hit. So we kind of saw it coming. But they, they took three tile rings from her. So now, instead of being three away from her father's, now they're saying she's like, what, f- five away from it? This just gives them reason, more reasons to. It's, she's going to be like her dad, where her dad has like 25 tile rings, but only 16 are recognized. She's going to have like 85 tile rings, but only 15 are recognized. It's too funny to me. I think it's freaking hilarious that they they're trying this, but whatever. Congratulations to Nikki Ash on becoming a she's a former tag team champion with Alexa Bliss, but most importantly now she's a woman's world heavyweight champion. Congratulations to her. Cena started Raw out and officially made the challenge to Roman Reigns. We'll get to his answer in a second uh, to SummerSlam match. Um, this was. They did this for a ratings grab, obviously. Uh, Reigns is not showing up on SmackDown. But, like I said, we'll get to SmackDown in a second. Um, it was very interesting to to see that. Uh, let's hit NXT. And later on, we're going to hit NXT spoilers. So, I, will, I usually don't do this. But because they are such big spoilers, I will give you a moment to then either fast forward or just wait to listen to the rest of this for a couple weeks. Just That's up to you guys. But let's get to NXT this past week. Samoa Joe... Comes out, he's looking for Cross. Cross doesn't show up. Uh, Regal says, we're, we're not doing this. We're ending this uh, civil. <laughs> Good luck, Regal, with that. Uh, at the end of the night, Cross laid out William Regal and drove off. He is out of control. And also on top of that, they you could just tell this was setting up for something that I'm going to get into in the spoiler section. Um, you could, it just They were setting up for it for weeks, obviously. But you can just tell this night, it was like, it was, you just... Me, I knew immediately, okay, this is what's happening. Boom. You know? So it's like, whatever. Um, we will now get into NXT spoilers for the next two weeks. So, I do not know how long this is going to go. As I'm recording this, I think this is at the 23-minute mark and 23-24 minute mark. I would try to fast forward by five minutes if you don't want to hear this. You've been warned. So, at the latest NXT, because NXT taped several shows, I think two shows, 
the spoilers are Raquel Gonzalez was out to challenge anyone saying, hey, who wants who wants a piece of this? Dakota Kai kicked Raquel Gonzalez in the head, turning her back and 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 essentially turning Raquel into a baby face. That is your NXT TakeOver 36 match for the Women's Championship. Kai versus Gonzalez, Women's Towel on the line. Samoa Joe resigns as the enforcer as William Regal's about to fire Karrion Cross. says, don't fire him. Take my resignation. I am wrestling Karrion Cross for the NXT Championship at TakeOver 36. This is how you will get Cross to the main roster. And you will make Samoa Joe a three-time NXT champion, the only man to ever do that. Samoa Joe... He is one of the few people, side note, on my bucket list to meet. I have him, I have Cody, and I have, um, I think that's it. Is that it? Let me look at my, let me look at my wall. 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 Maybe I might refresh my memory. I think that's it. You know, anyone else would be cool. But I think those are two, the only two, which are two really random people. But anyways, those are my two right there. Um, everyone else I kind of met, I think, even by accident. Um, but did you see it coming? And like I said, there goes my fucking uh, humidifier again during the show. Um, it's going to beep a few more times. We know that. You guys know that. been listening to the show. Um, but it's funny because at the end of NXT this past week, there was this snippet where... Samoa Joe came out of the medical trainer's office. They're working on Regal. And uh, the interview person says, hey, how's he doing? And Joe walks off. And Sweeney turns around. Pete Dunn's right in his face. I was like, all right, he's clearly wrestling. He is clearly freaking wrestling. You know, and those are going to be his two matches. You know, and Samoa Joe might be the one to put over uh, Pete Dunn. And let uh, Pete Dunn get a run with that NXT championship. But Joe is taking that belt from Karrion Cross as Karrion Cross moves to the next one. And... I don't know if he's going to get choked out or not, if he gets hit with a muscle buster. I don't know how that's going to work, but that's going to be one hell of a fight. And I'm looking forward to it. Last thing on spoilers, apparently Karrion Cross's entrance had to be redone several times because people kept chanting Jeff Hardy. Ooh, that's just... Okay. Uh, that's brutal, man. Um, but those are your NXT spoilers. Like I, um, I try to keep that section brief and to the point so with people who are fast forwarding don't miss too much and don't want to hear too much um some quick news and notes before we get to smackdown SummerSlam for the first time ever will be broadcast in movie theaters so check your local listings to see if your movie theater near your house is going to play SummerSlam. i think that might be a cool experience i won't do that um but i just think it might be cool takahashi has been officially cleared to wrestle and also kota abushi there was some misinformation given i don't think on purpose i think by accident that he was dealing with symptoms from the vaccine and he had been sick from the vaccine well new japan has updated the information they've apologized for the misinformation apparently he has pneumonia but it's not anything regarding the vaccine so there you go i've, I've heard that before i i don't mention stuff like that on the show usually because man that turns into a can of worms you can't you can't close so, um, just those last few things. And lastly, but not leastly, it's not a thing. I don't think I think I just made that up. But SmackDown. Finn Balor challenged Roman Reigns. Reigns has accepted, and it will be a universal championship match. Finn Balor versus Roman Reigns. Balor's not winning, but this will be a fun match. Anytime these two have gotten in the ring together, it's been great. Um, first of all, we're gonna get to the Roman Reigns. Let's get through all the Roman Reigns stuff first. Well, no, let's, 
Edge and Seth Rollins finally came to blows. That's clearly the match for SummerSlam. That will be a good match. I am happy to see that match. Let's get back to the Roman Reigns stuff. So Cena comes out, says where Roman Reigns is, and he's out all here doing it. Well, Paul Heyman comes out, and Paul Heyman's just <laughs> he perfectly encapsulated John Cena's music. He said the tribal chief is here. He completely mocked Cena. And then he does the best impression, beatbox, impre- beatbox impression of John Cena's music. He plays it as he strolls out of the arena. When I first saw the clip, I was out and about and I looked at it. I said, this really happened? And I actually like went down, because I was on Instagram, I saw these clips. I went down and kept seeing more clips of it. I said, this actually freaking just happened. I couldn't stop laughing. Paul Heyman, you are a god for that, my friend. Freaking hilarious. And then Reigns who was not wrong here he said hollywood had me fooled they put a new paint job on john he said he came back and he gave a nostalgia act if i wanted that i could have just googled 2005 john cena he said that it's like the same thing over and over again it's like missionary position every single night he became a baby face with that line and he said you're tribal chief just ain't down with that and I just couldn't stop laughing at the, not just the line, but Cena is in a new world now. And Cena knows that. Cena will adjust perfectly. But Cena, when he said that on Monday, he has to realize that this this Roman Reigns, he will realize this. This Roman Reigns is not the Roman Reigns that was having a hard time with the, with the lines, remembering lines, and just kept saying bitch and... It was just he just made he made Reigns look terrible in that build up to No Mercy. He made him absolutely look fucking awful. He eviscerated him. This ain't the this ain't, this ain't the same Roman Reigns. This is a Roman Reigns who is who will be your tribal chief, who will be your world heavyweight champ, well your universal champion for a full year, August thirty first. The longest reign of his career by far, and he is just on a different level right now. He is firing on all cylinders. Triple H said he's the best in the industry. I don't know about that. I mean, if, if, if Triple H is as far as all, all-around character, I would still have to think about that. But he's definitely on another level than he was a few years ago when they wrestled. Um, Cena knows that. Cena will adjust. Cena is the... I said this before. Cena is the greatest WWE superstar of all time. As far as longevity, what he's done for the company, etc. Et he's a great... And when I say WWE, it's because he's never been anywhere else. You know, that's why I would say Undertaker's the greatest character they've developed, but Cena's the greatest superstar they have. He's a, So he is the greatest superstar they've ever had. He will adjust, but he will not just eviscerate Roman Reigns in this. He will have plenty, plenty to deal with, and he will have a, um, a lot to handle come SummerSlam. So that is your Monday show this week. Check me out on... Wednesday, when we talk about the Titans three season three trailer breakdown, everything that I saw in it, everything I'm looking forward to, the things I'm not looking forward to, uh, it will be a fun way to be in a fun way to get into the middle of the week. So enjoy your Monday. Hope you enjoyed the show. I am this little chemical. This is I see things a little differently. <laughs>